Welcome back to Sweeping the Country, the podcast you know you love. Me, Jimmy Carter, what's not to love? And today, Jimmy, we're going into the vault for a big-time actor, Tom Hanks. Yeah, for this generation, he's sort of the Jimmy Stewart of this generation, you know, who was so, but Jimmy Stewart was so beloved by, you know, so many people for so many decades. And then Tom Hanks unassumingly picked up the ball in the early 80s, I mean, Splash and Bachelor Party. Oh, splash. And then a lot of people forget the big piano that's in big. You oh, know, that man. was that was a great movie, too. And then Nobody Cries in Baseball League of Their Own. Oh, that's and, right, yeah. And then he got two consecutive Academy Awards that Hollywood does not like to do because it, they, they, I don't know, they just won't. He should have probably won three, uh, but he didn't. And uh, let's just begin with a movie that, God, I mean, I can't remember a more powerful experience at the movies. Hopefully you didn't see this movie on television or on your phone or someplace like that. I saw this in a screening room in Hollywood with the maximum amount of sound and beautiful clarity of the picture. And that first, this first scene of this film, first 15 minutes or 20 or whatever it is, I felt like I was there. In fact, in one scene, I actually grabbed a guy next to me, his hand that <laughs> was on. I didn't mean to, but I just kind of, you know how you just oh, yeah. grab to hold on to your seat. And the movie is Private Ryan. All right. You were kind of like, I'm getting reports that you were like the real Forrest Gump in this movie that you, during this boot camp thing that they're all talking about, you were Mr. Wonderful. I mean, nothing could get you down. No bullet was made for you. You didn't need to sleep. You could stay up for two weeks. You're kind of a macho guy. That's me. It's all absolutely true and just believe everything you read. Uh, I I had had the experience of doing this before with Dale Dye on Forrest Gump. So I had been through a a bit of the Dale Dye school of turning actors into soldiers. Mm -hmm. So I knew what to expect. And I don't think the other guys really quite did. I thought, okay, they're going to go out in the, we're going to go out in the woods for a week. Okay. They weren't quite prepared for, you know, this silver haired man to be constantly screaming at them and uh, staying up as late as we did. So you knew. Yeah, it was long and it was cold and also it was our rehearsal. That's really what it was. Without that, we would have just been stumbling around in equipment that we weren't familiar with, mm-hmm. tr- trying to like do tactics that we don't know, and it would have looked looked really really fake and dumb. As it was, we were more we were we were ready for the scene long before the camera mm-hmm. was. We had we were familiar with pretty much everything. So I'm sure you're getting this. This first 30 minutes, of this movie wears you out as an audience member. Was it pretty wearing you out as a actor as well? Well, it was both fascinating and horrifying all at the same time. Uh, the, you know, for all of us read the screenplay, and the first 30 pages is, is Omaha Beach. Mm-hmm. That, in, 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 in hypothetical circumstances, that's going to be a pretty neat thing. But then when you get there, and you see, I mean, the cliffs and the, the, uh, the, the, the concrete bunkers and the amount of, uh, of ships that are out in the, in the ocean, and you got about 500 extras who are all dressed up just like you are. It becomes this really big thing. And they're also recreating this carnage that's all around you that is hard to take for the first three or four days. Yeah. You just can't believe you're stepping over this stuff in order to get there. Um, I, you know, the, for the first scene I was in, you know, the one, two, three, four rows of guys got blown to bits in the landing craft that I was in. And that was my first shot. I went up and found the rest of the guys and said, hold on to your hats, man. You're not going to believe the stuff that we're doing down there. And it just kept up that same in- intensity for, for the three weeks that we were there. Are your children going to see you in this movie? Some of them will, yeah. The younger ones won't. Because it's too much, isn't it? 
What Stephen says, driver's license. You need to have a driver's well, license. Well, I have to tell you, in all honesty, there are some eight-year-old eight year kids that need to see Saving Private Ryan because they've been entertaining themselves with games like Mortal Kombat or yeah. stuff like that, in which it's, they laugh when somebody gets their head kicked off and yeah. blood spurts out of their bloody stump. They need to see a movie like uh, Saving Private Ryan because it just might confuse them as to what really happens when you know a hot piece of metal passes flew hum uh, through human flesh. But for, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that shouldn't. Yeah, it's uh, rated R for a reason. For a reason, isn't it? Uh, you, you, we've talked about this before. You're a big fan of the Discovery Channel. Watch these war things. I mean, was it always kind of a dream of yours to be in some type of you know World War II movie, or did you have to think about that? Well, I, I wanted to be in the right kind of World War II movie. And from, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of opportunities out there to do other kinds of things, but the, I wasn't interested in being in in just essentially an action film mm -hmm. with a World War II setting. There's nothing to be gained by doing that. That's that doesn't get to examine any particular kind mm -hmm. of theme or, or, or you know, aspect of the human condition that is interesting. What was great about Saving Private Ryan was that here was this very recognizable story. Find the guy, send him home. Everything else that we did after that would either make it more authentic or less authentic, mm -hmm. depending on you know the work that we wanted to do. So uh, I, I got to say that all of us, all the cast members, at one point or another, were looking at each other saying. Can you believe we're in this big World mm -hmm. War II movie? They don't even make these movies anymore. And yet, there we were. Now, after this one, I think Hollywood has like five in the pipeline other kinds of World War II films. What do you think this is that we're all of a sudden going to discover that war? Well, everything old becomes new again after a while. They get, they get around to everything. But it's still going to live and die under its own uh, 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 you know, capabilities. I mean, Terry Malick is making The Thin Red mm -hmm. Line, which I know that's going to be fascinating because it's going to be examining some themes that usual war movies don't. But I, there's a lot, an awful lot of other stuff in the pipeline that I can tell you right now. They're just action-adventure movies. Stuff, yeah. It's just you know a different brand of you know what causes the explosion. I was reading the biography of Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is like obit material. Oh, stuff. it's all lies. It really yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the beginning of the you know the beginning, the middle, and the now of Tom Hanks. And you, the last ten years for you really have been pretty wild. I mean, you, know, you got married about ten years ago. Or yes, so, I did. Nineteen eighty-eight. Rita, and then your life has been all over the place in ten years, hasn't it? Yeah. Been been fun. Top of the mountain, you know, kind of some weird things. A couple of bottom of the mountain trips as well. Couple of yeah. the bonfire episode, but I mean, you've had to kind of. How would you describe the last ten years? Uh, <laughs> a, a decade of chance, you know. There's been some really great stuff and some really, but you know, ultimately, look, I have a really good job. Mm -hmm. It's really fun every day. There's a lot of pressure to it, but I try not to let that affect the things that are truly important in this world. And what's much more important is that you know I. I used to only have two kids, and now I have four, and they're all growing up to be pretty funny, uh, you know, well, well-balanced individuals, and you know, that's that's in spite of the fact that I was in Bonfire the Vanities or Forrest Gump. But it, after once in a while, you have to kind of pinch yourself and say, "Golly, you know, I'm here. I am at Barbara Streisand's wedding, you know, and Steven Spielberg is a friend of mine. <laughs> that, that must be pretty cool stuff, you know, to, considering what you've gone through to get yeah, to this point." Yeah, you can't. You kind of like can't believe that, but it's also it's like, hey, it's a wedding, you know. Hey Barbara, why was it? Why did you have this out of the Ritz Carlton in Pasadena? Did you do the limbo at the wedding? I and Andre haven't been. I haven't been photographed to do no, it. I, I can't give. Tell I got all news we know. for you. Don't you do the limbo pretty much at every wedding? Almost everyone I go pretty to. Pretty much. But so. I know you do at all your weddings yeah, or we all limbo oriented things. Uh, will Tom Hanks, the director, rear his head again soon? Well, I hope so. I want to, uh, but I'm not about to do it unless I truly have enough confidence and hubris to say I'm the guy that, that to do this again. It's, did you learn anything from Stephen? 
had him. Yes. Was it kind of like going to school? Although you'd had fast. the experience already. Yeah, but we, are, you know, there were four directors in this cast, guys who said, oh, yes, I'm a director. I've directed a film. And we all looked at each other and said, uh, I'll never be slow again. Steven is fast, fast, fast. And he doesn't, he doesn't question logic. He just gets it. And if it works, great. If not, he's got other things that will happen. Um, so I, I, if I do it again, I, don't I hope not to waste as many people's time as I did last time. Mm. Uh, you still go to movies? Do you go to a lot of movies? Do you see yeah, a lot of stuff? Yeah, I or? try to see everything. Yeah. Do you go see Armageddon and those in the summer kind of movies? Well, I haven't, I haven't been able to see Armageddon yet. Yeah, it just comes out. It just came out. But no, I've seen, I've seen most of the, you know, a good chunk of the things. Yeah, I was wondering. You know, sometimes I don't wonder if the film critics understand. They'll understand this movie. This is a movie built for a lot of criticism. Good. If they understand summer movies are supposed to be for fun sometimes. Well, you know, the thing is, is that I, I don't understand how anybody can say, look, hey, this is why are they releasing a movie? It's supposed to be summertime. Good movies are good movies, period, the end. It doesn't matter if they come out in June or, you know, mm -hmm. or September. I think a weird thing that happens is they, they, the, the actual medium that decries the fact that there is this kind of like merchandising ploy, you know, uh, demographic kind of like manipulation based on the media will then play into their hands and say things like, hey, this is just time for popcorn movies. Mm -hmm. I got news for you. Right about the third week of, Ju of June, I want to see something that's going to be a unique thought-provoking film because uh, I've seen enough of the other kind of stuff that's out there. I agree, Mr. Tom. There thank you, you go. Captain Miller, you did a hell of a job. Well, thank you. God bless you. All right. Tom Hanks, I mean, he did a movie that, you know, that's beyond type. I mean, Saving Private Ryan, what a great film with Steven Spielberg, a classic film. And, you know, Robin Williams wanted to be in that movie so did bad. Anything. Really? I did Trooper, anything. He just wanted to be a part of it. There's so many movies that Tom has done that have been, you know, really likable things. Oh, yeah. And then he's done things that, that have been kind of deep. I mean, he came to Nashville to the former Tennessee State Prison to shoot a film called The Green Mile. Oh, you look cool. Hey, what's with that? Who do you think you are? Are we ready now? What's the I'm big waiting deal? for Tom Hanks. Can you get his stand up, standing out of here? You know, if there's anybody has his finger on the blues, that's it's you right there. And so do you, because yeah. you've got the stuff. I got it all. Well, what's you wrong keep with them you? Come on, man. They look nice. I know, but I, it's just it breaks my image. I have, what's an, wrong with I have this infection. What's wrong with your face? I have. I'm growing. This hair came out of it. Any I, other maladies? I, I can't you got stop it, no matter what I do. Is Rita, my uh, shoulder hurts and my knee is still kind of. And swollen. then you got some kind of something over. I'm like Joe Namath in his last days. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm. Uh, I just hope they don't blitz. You know, it doesn't matter how successful you are if you don't have your stuff. That's right. You know? That's exactly right. It doesn't right. really matter. Uh, on a very serious point, this is a great film, and I swear, you are King Midas. Midas Muffler. That's me. <laughs> uh. This is a really, I mean, this is a movie, I can't even think of a movie that this is like. Can you? No. And that is the great thing about it. It's a brand, it was a, it's a brand new experience. You think that, well, wait a minute, these guys did this already, you know? Stephen King and Frank mm -hmm. Darabont, they made the Shawshank Redemption, which was like one of the best movies of the last 10 years. It's, they've already touched upon it. It's just, I, all I can tell you is this goes places that you'll never, ever anticipate going. You like to say no when you read things. You're kind of on a hard sell, aren't you, on the most part? Well, I, I think it's actually hard to say no to a lot of things mm -hmm. because you can, you can almost get tricked into believing that you think it's great, you yeah. know. Sometimes it's the people that you are going to be making the well, movie. Well, like Stephen, it'd be hard to say no to him on things if he was really into it. Right? I've, yeah, and it's hard to, yeah. But and then it, Frank, it'd be hard because he's got, he's so, you know. He's, you, you look forward to that moment where you just, oh, yeah. You mm -hmm. just finished reading and said, okay, that's it. Let's just do it. How, what do I got to do? Do they really want me? Make the calls. Let's, let's figure out how to make this work. Did you have a good feeling about this always? 
Well, I, I had a good feeling about what it was going to try to do. Then, then you have to go off and actually get it done, yeah. which you can, you know, you shoot yourself in the foot any step mm -hmm. of the way. Uh, Frank is a meticulous filmmaker, almost maddeningly so. So it was actually kind of like a very slow, kind of almost plotting, intricate kind of like process. But, you know, you, you th you're not going to make a good movie unless you start out with a good movie on paper. Mm -hmm. And this just was that. Are you a little more hesitant about, I mean, you've had such great luck. Does that have a lot of influence on you when you look at a next project? Are you always scared to do the next thing, saying, I'm going to screw this up? Oh, no, no, because it all, you start all over on, at square one. I, I think I'm pretty good about not looking back mm -hmm. and saying, well, hey, this will repeat the success or something like that, mm -hmm. or, hey, this can top what we did. Mm -hmm. You can't think that way. If you do that, I think you're going to be making very, very artificial choices. What about you as an actor on, when you're making a movie? Can you go out and have dinner and be normal, or are you pretty much into what you're doing while you're doing it? No, I think I've gotten better at being able to completely separate it. As a matter of fact, I think I now rely on the dropping it uh, at the at the end of the day I think I have to get some sort of like recharging there there will always be kind of like sequences or big big days on the calendar which you know that you have to be prepared for and I, I'll, I'll take those to bed with me uh, after a while but I, I think actually now I, I I, I kind of like that kind of like wind tunnel effect, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're moving, then you go in and like that. And I sometimes I, I, I must say that I, I like being able to completely forget about it when I'm going home. Because then it, it stays uh, a very natural process. Well, it's, it's, uh, because of your success, is it sometimes hard to focus on what you're doing? If people are calling you about your next job or you've got something you're producing or you've got 800 irons in the fire. No, I think I'm pretty good at saying I can't talk about this now. Right. And that's it, once you do that, it's pretty much done. I said, do I really need to address this? fact no so you're a pretty disciplined wait. guy really uh, I fancy myself being a very disciplined guy my crack team of show business experts might disagree <laughs> with me but uh, I, I like to pretend that I am mm. well this is I mean this is an experience like I can't think I've ever had before in a film and that's a good thing it's very hard to go to the movies now without having been there before uh, I think that well you know I've had it a couple of times this year I American Beauty yeah, never seen different. a movie like that being no. John Malkovich haven't seen that okay. yet. Okay. Have you seen, like, The Insider? That was my best movie of the year before this. That's one. another one where I say, how? They can't make an interesting movie about that. So, I, you know, it's been a good year Great for Great performances, films. good story. Does it every time. Yeah. Nice seeing you. That was so freaky walking around that prison oh, uh, while that thing oh, was bet. being made, you know, around death row and all that stuff. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's subhuman. It really is. I mean, these people are very bad that are in those oh, places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just everybody ought to have to walk through those and you would never be a bad person, I don't think. I think you, know, you I, never would. I, did, um, I didn't do any time, but I did some time. I made a call one time on a, a prison that you'll recognize called San Quentin. And I went in there to, oh, yeah. sell, uh, I went in there to sell food. I was, I was doing food sales at the time. And I went in there, and they, took, they stripped everything out of my pockets, my nail yeah. file, whatever I had. They made me sign this document, too, that said, um, we will not negotiate for your life in the case of a riot. Wow. <laughs> I thought, what am I doing? Well, I went into a prison after a riot to cover oh, it. Oh, God. And they had used water hoses to calm the people yeah, into, yeah, yeah. where they wouldn't have to shoot them. And so it's real. They'd set fire to their mattresses. Oh, yeah. So there was smoke and there was steam oh, oh. and there was water on the ground. And it was just, ugh. And it was terrible. So anyway, how this guy has jumped around in movies, though. I so loved Apollo 13, oh, and God, I loved I Captain Phillips, but n not a film that he has done, I don't think, box office-wise, 
has been bigger than Forrest Gump. Tom, I thought about you recently watching the D-Day festivities. I, thought, I bet Tom is somewhere with a beeper there, clicker, trying to watch all the well, old great, war footage. Great stuff there. Did you yeah. watch any of that? Uh, I watched as much as I could. Where was I on the 6th? I was somewhere, I was in the midst of something. I can't remember what it well, was. Well, you were there in my thoughts in abstentia then. I figured all the good black and white war footage what was right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, what a bonanza. Just a bonanza. <laughs> well, did you go around the house playing uh, Forrest Gump with the wife? <laughs> no, she wouldn't allow me to do that. I uh, though I try to keep that out of the house as much as possible. So I think you would have done that to aggravate her just to. I did that. sometimes. Uh, the my my younger, who was only three, he 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 began to talk like Forrest a couple of times there, which was which was kind of funny. No, I I, uh, I tried to save that for the trailer <laughs> when I was when I was at work. I was lucky because for a big chunk of this time we were we were in South Carolina, but we had like an hour's drive to the location every day. So that was a real good time to get all that out of my system and start gearing up for the, for the day's work. Well, I love the lines in this thing. Stupid is as stupid does. Truer words have never been spoken. It probably was a fun, you probably needed this part after the one in Philadelphia, didn't you? To kind of, it was kind of a different kind of concentration, well, wasn't it? Well, yes and no. I, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, Philadelphia was, a, was actually an incredibly vivacious set. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it must have been depressing. No, it was great. Jonathan runs a great set. It's always a, couldn't wait to get to work every day on, on, on Philadelphia. And if, if they, I, only, I only left when they didn't need me anymore. This was the, the same sort of thing. It was incredibly grueling, actually, um, Forrest Gump. Physically demanding. We... We had to work at, uh, at, at a breakneck pace. Uh, but all I, I just remember laughing all the time. We had fireworks on Friday night because you can buy them on the freeways out mm -hmm. there in South Carolina. And uh, it, was always a, it was always a blast. Um, of course, I was also always exhausted. So maybe I was just punch drunk. Maybe I was just punchy. I was trying to call some friends last night, tell them that I'd seen a great movie, you know, just going through the stuff. I'm seeing so many this summer. And this really is almost a flawless film. I love this movie. I mean, I couldn't think of anything you could ever say nasty about it. But I had a hard time trying to tell him what I saw. <laughs> I said, this is one you just have to trust that if you like Tom Hanks and you like Bob Zemeckis, go see it, and then you worry about telling somebody Well, it's, it's hard to, you can't really quite encapsulate it. It doesn't really work to say, well, a guy's on a park bench telling you about his life and his most fantastic life you've ever come across. It's, uh, what does that mean? It doesn't yeah. mean anything. But so it, just tell him it's an epic. It's an epic motion picture. Cast of thousands takes you all over the world. You won't believe what you see. Yeah, and you hey, see, how's that? That's, and that's good. see that was good. Oh, yeah, I'll write right that bad. down. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, I know you're probably tired about hearing about Oscar night, but a lot of people were at home rooting for you that night. And we're very glad to see you do that. I mean, just you know, it's kind of some people you just start to root for. Uh, we were all saying, "Go Tom, <laughs> go nice. Tom." A lot of office pools, you know. A lot, mm -hmm. a lot of people had money right now. Does on that it, so that's feeling important. in your stomach still exist when they announced your name? Or did you hear it? Uh, no, I remember hearing it, but I don't remember much of anything after that. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an amazing moment. It's everything that you can imagine it is. I'm telling you right now, imagine yourself in the same circumstances, and that's exactly what the entire night is like. It's, I, was, got very, I almost I, I wanted to go purge or something as I realized that, oh, you know what? They've given away all the screenwriters' awards. Uh-oh, I think this... I think it's coming up next. The pressure sure must enough, be it was. pretty strong. Oh, your head wants to pop off its shoulders after a while, but then and then the thing goes on. Because I mean, just two years before, I was on the line out there, and you were one of the first ones there that day. You weren't nominated for anything. You were just showing up. No, I, what so, did I do? I gave away something. Just gave away something, but it was just, you were just glad to be there. You oh, know? yeah, so, it's a great night. Are you kidding? It's a fun date. Great well, we got there late this last year because uh, we, got, we got started late, and I, I was one of the first presenters, so... 
I was actually supposed to be there even, I was supposed to be there a half hour earlier and I got sidetracked, so they had to whisk us through. See, I'd have been scared about missing the thing. I mean, that would have been hard. I was worried about missing the and thing. Wouldn't that be a screw up minutes. of epic proportions? That would have been bad. <laughs> Always good to be bad. on time. That's right. <laughs> nice seeing you again. Congratulations on this film and the last one. Thanks. Glad you're hot, like man. It. You're hot. Life is uh, like a box of chocolates. I mean, that is, it, <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah. he honestly plays, the thing I like about him is he plays a funny man pretty well. He plays, um, obviously, he, his adaptation of uh, Toy Story was great. Um, you know, you get into movies like, we were talking about him being Captain Phillips, but he was in Greyhound too, the Apple movie that was out not too long ago. Uh, and he does such a great job. He just is a really, really good actor. Well, he, yes, he is. And who knew when he was doing Bosom Buddies, you know, I mean, you, you, yeah, right. TV <laughs> sitcom, a lot of people have been birthed from that, though, yeah, that have no been kidding. great. but. Not everything he's touched has turned to gold. I mean, some of these movies I've never seen. Cloud Atlas. Don't know it. Uh, I didn't like the movie. A lot of people liked this movie. I didn't care for the movie Castaway. That oh, he was there Wilson, with the Wilson. soccer ball on yeah, the Wilson, island. I yeah. just Volleyball, I couldn't yeah. wait to get. I fell asleep during that movie. I wanted to get get out of that movie. What about? And uh, then some people have never seen a film called. It's a series, actually called From the Earth to the Moon. Nope. And it's about going from the Mercury program all the way to the Apollo program. Yeah. It was a mini series. Never saw it, I, but and I was. He was I, the narrator in it. He was the narrator in it. Never saw it. An on-camera narrator. He set up every one of the episodes. Really? Band of Brothers is another one that he had a big part of. He's He's been very close to the military and the veterans yeah, yeah. and all of that yeah. stuff. I think, you know, that's really done it. But let's leave on a lighter note where he played Sheriff Woody in Toy Story. This was an amazing movie. It's amazing as Apollo 13, except in a whole nother way. <laughs> it takes you about 10 minutes to get into the flow, and then you're uh -huh, in it, and uh -huh. you're saying, wow. Is it fun to do? It was, it was the hardest work I think I've ever done, purely as an actor. Um, stand, this is how you make these movies. You stand in front of a microphone, and you scream your head off for the better part of six hours. That's my recollection of what it was. Long, 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 long periods of recording the same lines over and over and over again um, without any give and take from anybody else, you know? So you just, you, I mean, you had an understanding of the scene, you had an understanding of the, the storyboards and the animatic videos that they make. But other than that, it's you just got to, uh, you just got to imagine you see it all happening before your eyes. It's kind of like a guy doing commercials for radio. Yeah, yeah, except uh, he doesn't have to, like, embody it with, like, character and dynamics and things like that. But it's, you were basically trying to, were you, was that, I heard Tom Hanks in there. There's a lot of you in there. Yeah. I mean, did you try to put whatever you are Well, I asked them, I said, do you guys want, like, some sort of a bona fide character thing? Because I honestly don't do that very well, you know. I, I don't have, like, a string of voices that I can trot out. And they said, no, we don't. They, the first time I actually saw any of this was they took one line from Turner and Hooch and animated it via Woody. So here was this three-dimensional looking kind of wooden wooden puppet screaming at Hooch the dog, you know? Um, and so I said, well, okay, I understand what you're going for, and so you're not really looking for anything specific. So it was just, I am using Woody's character voice right now mm. in speaking with you. And now it's come to this. Look at yeah, you right there, isn't it? Tall, good-looking, good strapping bohunk. Do you remember any good toys? I remember, what was your best Christmas? Do you remember that? I remember bad Christmases. You know, a good slot car set. You know, you won. The, that's winning the lottery if you got a slot car set at Christmas time. Uh, bicycle, of course. That was always really big. This, I remember getting the toys myself. Major Matt Mason was the big thing that I wanted. Uh, and I saved up my own money in order to get that. That was a big deal. Major Matt Mason. Remember Major Matt Mason? Hmm. 
made by Mattel. He was a he was an astronaut. My favorite was a train Christmas. Did you have a train Christmas? My brother had a train Christmas. I didn't have the patience in order to like to put that train. It was already together. together for me. Oh really? On oh, a board. What's what's where's the accomplishment there? <laughs> Are you through with Apollo 13 now? I mean, you've been around the world doing all that. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, we went to Europe and talked about it a lot over there, and I think it's 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 open worldwide, so it's history now. Uh, Apollo 13. We also goes to Entertainment Weekly. You're in there right now as one of the most powerful men in the world, or something like that. That's right. Yes, yes. I'm uh, hoping to. Out? I'm hoping to bear. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to bring my peace process in Bosnia. I think I look forward to. Because I'm number 12 on the list, or number 13 on the list, or whatever it is. What's all this stuff mean? I mean, you know, they have to print something, and so every the thing is, every magazine is not just Entertainment Weekly. Us Magazine has their 100 most. Uh, Premier Magazine will have their 100 most popular. Popular Mechanics will have its 100 most popular people in show business, and so it's all where you land on the aggregate, and it means absolutely nothing whatsoever. But it has gotten a little bit easier for you to open certain doors since Bachelor Party, for example. Well, yes, that's been a been a growing thing as time goes by. I'm in a position where you know my my presence in a in a in a script can really boost it along somewhere. But that doesn't necessarily mean that movies should be made just because I'm interested in it. Uh, um, but that's the way the business works. And for right now, it's very nice. But uh, my fortunes will change over the course of the years. And I'll be sitting here, and you'll be saying, "So what happened? What happened to you? You were so powerful back." Back then in the early 1990s, what happened? And I'll say, ah, I don't know. I just kept swinging away. You know, I was just trying to make the movies. I started eating greasy foods, and I just cut, stopped working. That's out. what it was. You know what? I gave up caffeine, and right then, boom! Right, something, something happened to me. Nice seeing you again, Tom. Pleasure, right. pleasure. Bachelor Party, 1984, to Da Vinci Code. I mean, oh, I forgot. See, I've even shit, forgotten he, about a lot of those movies. Yeah, I he mean, played. The, I mean, I bought into Da Vinci Code a hundred percent. I was like, "This guy is—he's on the trail." This is—it was so good, so good. That was Ron Howard, I think, that was the director on was those. Was he? Yeah, he was good. I think so. And yeah. then, uh, guy—he did one. You know, he played a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, that was great with Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Story. And then, yeah. oh, and then I forgot about another one. We what? could go all day. I know. Sully. Oh, he was oh, great Sully, as Sully. Guy. Yes, he actually was Sully. I don't even. I, I forgot Sully. what Sully looked like. This and Tom Hanks, the great up, and he he was Sully to me. That's the Sully I know. Well, uh, you know, he's from Concord, California. Right now, as we do this in May yeah. of 2022, he's 65 years old. I'll be dying. He's done what a couple of people have done uh, that we can talk about on the other show. But he's a citizen also of Greece. Really, which is a weird thing. But you know, he's he's. He's just one of the great actors of our time. Every time I've been around him, he's been just the nicest. He's witty. Really, really. Uh, he's smart. He's just, he's a nice, nice guy. I think he gets in the zone mm -hmm. when he's acting and stuff like that, kind of like Denzel Washington does. Yeah. But man, what a resume. What a resume. Yes, indeed. Tom Hanks. Man, we I may have to do some more of him at another time. There's just too much, but I'll tell you what, it was enlightening today to, to listen to some of that and to reminisce about some of the great movies. And we didn't even mention some of the movies, but there were so many, but awesome job today, uh, giving us a glimpse into the career, but not only that, the character, the persona, and actually the real Tom Hanks. And tune in each week. We'll do it again next week. That's going to do it for us this week from the vault. Thanks for listening to Sweeping the Country. Until next time, good day. Good day.